0: Welcome back to Kalakai, the podcast. My name is Michael Kraft, and I am joined, as always, by Bruno Minas. How are you
1: doing? Pretty good, man. I can't complain. It's been a good week.
0: Hey, there you go. We have a very special guest with us here this week. We have on former art director of the Kalakai, from when I first joined, Lynn Hardy. How are you doing, Lynn?
2: I'm doing good. How are you guys?
1: Not bad, not bad. Fantastic,
0: fantastic.
2: Nice. I'm glad to be here. So, yeah,
1: ever, ever since that I started working there, Lynn has always been a graphic designer. And we always liked her work. We actually learned a lot from Lynn. Actually, the way I do graphic designs is because of Lynn. Um, so, Lynn, I have a question for you. How did you start liking art? Or how did you start, like, making art? Well,
2: um, I've always loved making art as a little kid um it doesn't it didn't grow serious I mean I've always told myself I was going to be an artist growing up when you know people ask where are you going to be when you grow up but um I didn't get serious until I reached college and I was like you know maybe I should study art but it wasn't always graphic design it was my first idea to do pursue it
1: so as a kid did you draw did you paint or did just was it just kind of like a daydream
2: it was, it was a lot of um, drawing. I mean, I tried to paint when I could, but it was mainly, it was just pencil and paper. I usually love to, um, I used to love to uh, have, I had books and books of sketches. And I loved during school when the teacher would um, assign art projects because I felt like that was one of the assignments that I did really good in.
1: That's really cool. Um, did anybody teach you or you just kind of taught yourself?
2: Um, I am self-taught. Um, I definitely had some a little bit of help in college it was weird I w- actually before I studied uh graphic design and you know chose to choose as my major I did il- I chose illustration and fine arts and um I didn't really like it. it it seemed like it was too for me it wasn't right for me um it was too like you have to get these things right and you have to study anatomy you have to You have to do all these things to, and a lot of work goes into it. And I really admire the people who do study fine arts and um, hone their skills in illustration because it just wasn't for me. But graphic design gave me more of a freedom to do what I wanted.
0: Hey, that's awesome. What kind of, um, I guess now, uh, I I know I see on your Instagram a lot, you do coloring books and, and things like that. What kind of, Made you want to take that leap into into making those kind of things?
2: Um, I always had, I always wanted to do to do those kind of things. Um, I always wanted to, to make things that made me happy, and I know I with my art, I kind of I love colors and I love, um, I guess, childish things, and maybe not childish things, but things little kids would enjoy. And um, mm-hmm. I just felt like making coloring books and the ideas would. something not only kids would enjoy but um adults too and yeah it was funny because i was too afraid to you know do that on my own but it was really a push from my my sisters that got me going
0: hey that's that's sweet i think um it's true I, i think a lot of times we think of coloring books as like a childish thing that like little kids do but i don't know at least for me one of my good friends a while ago gave me a coloring book and it was I don't know. It was kind of nice just to have something to to work on and kind of do a little bit of artsy things here and there, even if I'm not a,
1: that much of an artsy person. Definitely. Well, I have a question for you, Lynn. When sometimes writers have writer's block. Do you ever get like an artist's block?
2: Oh, definitely. All the time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, what do you do to get out of that what do you what what places do you look at to get inspired or what do you do to to get out of that sort of artist' block per se?
2: um all right, so usually I'm horrible at this, but when I first began to you know seriously make art or wanted to, I would take such long breaks, and there was a time where I didn't pick up my art for months. I didn't pick up anything my computer pencil paper. And it was really sad because I didn't do it because I thought the things that I created, people wouldn't like. Or if I posted it or shared it, you know, it really wouldn't make an impact. Or, you know, just that people wouldn't like it. So I guess to get yourself out of a creative block is to accept that the art that you make is not always going to be perfect. And there's always going to be something wrong. But that's just like the fun of it. Just... I, even if it's just opening your book and scribbling lines, like random things, I guess that's where the the best ideas come forward. Because um, it's better than doing nothing. So, in anyways any <laughs> anyways with blocks, you just have to get up and make yourself do something, whether it's um, writing down random thoughts or just letting your brain go. Like letting it go, think of nothing and just create. It takes practice, and with practice, you just got to keep doing it. And one thing I do tell myself is like, you know, it's like motivate. I heard this quote one time, like motivations like taking a shower. You just can't like take one shower and say, oh, I'm good. I'm clean. You, you have to take more and more and more. And it's the same with everything in life. So with creative blocks, you know, you just got to. It's hard, but you just got to think of something and then go with it.
1: That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, because like with me, I like photography. Mm-hmm. And I would like to take more photos of like the city, but I but I get so bored of my own photography. And lately, I've been going on these really long walks, and I pass by donut shops and mechanic shops and different types of businesses. And every time I pass by them, I I kind of picture how I would frame the shots of like let's say the donut shop, and the time I take note of the time of day. And I can see the same thing with like artists, like like graphic designers or illustrators. They they just kind of just keep going back to whatever they're working on,
2: mm-hmm.
1: if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, that's totally true. There's like some some projects I I definitely would go back and take a second look with you know, the new things and new ideas that you go back with, and it makes it better. It's like I wish I could go back and you know redo my graphic design projects I did in school, and I would make it totally better with the experience that. I have now, but yeah. it is a good thing. It's just it's continual growth, it's continual learning.
1: Is there any like a uh, famous artists or maybe somebody in your life that made a big impact on your artwork?
2: Yeah, uh I guess first of all would be my parents. Um I I was lucky enough to have parents who kind of nurtured that love for art. Um and you know, it was never an issue that I wanted to put that to as my career. Um, they bought me paints, they bought me, um, the things I, I needed and wanted to keep moving forward. And, you know, when I did want to quit, when I did, you know, run of, out of ideas, they were always the ones like, Oh, you should do this, you should do that. And it was always a big, um, step forward. Um, but artists that I do love, that I feel kind of influenced me and inspired me was, um, She's recently, uh, she's a, re- she's a modern artist. She color, she, sorry, I cannot speak today. <laughs> she um, creates art with colored pencils and watercolors and her name's Sean and and it's her name is the furry little peach and I just love her style of art and it really um, inspires me to be colorful and to think outside the box and to stay true to yourself. Um so she is one of the people I really look up. Really one of the one of the artists that I really look up to. And um looking back, another older artist, I forgot his name. Oh, his name is Shanto Bigay. He's a Navajo artist and he just captures um, the beautiful beautiful cultures, good and good and bad sides of the Navajo culture, and he does it so beautifully and not only that, he has a lot of texture in his work. And I think that inspired me in my work cuz I I had a lot of texture. So I guess I guess I guess after watching his work and observing him, I kind of start mimicking it.
1: Speaking of the Navajo, cuz we know we know you're Navajo.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, how, how does art play a role in um, the community or I guess your culture?
2: Um it plays a lot I think for a lot of artists who are from um, the Navajo reservation and who are Navajo, I think we all look at it as a way to express our emotions. Um, and also, I guess, and during this time, a lot of things happened to the Navajo people and all indigenous people. Um, and I feel like art was a way for us to find escape, to find peace and to and to make themselves known. And, um, I, to me, that's, that's how I feel. And I feel like if, when I do create strong, good art, it's because of
0: my culture. Hmm. Uh, kind of going off of that a little bit, how do you think, um, your culture has kind of, like, influenced the, the, the style of art that, that you do? I know that you're, we're saying that, um, shoot, I forgot his name, but the Navajo artist you we are talking about that he uses a lot of texture and you use, yeah, Chantel Piguet, that he uses a lot of texture in his art and that you do as well. But is there any other, like, ways that your culture has kind of influenced the way you approach your process?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, with my culture, uh, I guess with my art, I'm kind of, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> Um, the Navajo culture; it is honorable for a person to stay within the four sacred mountains of um, our area. And a Navajo person, you know, has strong ties to family, has strong ties to um, customs and tradition. And um, it's kind of hard to explain that without with words, but with art, it kind of gives a gives a peek. Uh, I'm so sorry, I cannot talk today. It gives a peek to the person to see more. And with my art, I wanted people to see um, me not only as a Navajo person, but also a Navajo person going out into the world past those mountains and um, to see it in a colorful way that I do. And so, you know, I guess how the culture influences my art is um, I want it's more modern and it's more colorful. And um, you would find that it's more relatable. And I think that if um, I keep doing the cultural way, because that was, that was my dilemma when I first started. I was like, how is anyone going to connect to my culture? Um, I feel like only people who are Navajo and who are from my culture are going to understand the art. But surprisingly, as I start creating more people, you know, not of the culture, people who didn't know anything about Navajo um, lifestyle, lifestyle and um really connected with it.
1: That's actually really cool that you say that the the four mountains and trying to branch out and um show the world who you guys are. I just think that's really just neat just uh you know sharing that culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I um go ahead lynn
2: yeah i always say well me and my sisters open that business so we have a lot of products and um yeah we just stress that like you know our products are just not for navajo people it's not for you know exclusive it's it's for everyone and you know what better way to support and show that you love a culture than to buy um
0: art from the people who made it definitely what and what is that business called by the way
2: um, it's called Ojobasani. Um, it's a Navajo name. That was another thing that we were trying to dilemma. we like, no one's going to be able to pronounce. Um, no one's going to be able to, to pronounce or um, understand the name. But, you know, we said, you know, at this time, I feel like this time in place of the year and everything that has happened with, you know, things going on in the world that, you know, it's okay. And people can um, learn the language. What better way to learn the culture and everything? than now so it means um it has a very complex meaning um so we are from a mountain called gray mountain in um cameron arizona and it's very um it's almost on the sides of the uh oh i forgot the name it's near somewhere near the grand canyon area but essentially the the mountain gave us food it gave us shelter it protected us from um, the U.S. Army, army back in the days, and hit us, so we didn't have to um, be assimilated and sent to um, camps. And so that mountain gave so much to us. And so we, my sisters, are women from that mountain, and that's what we want to do. We want to help people. We want to, you know, give give um, give service. You know, be there for people and to protect them. And so we are women of the mountain that gives, that is
1: helpful. Speaking about your history, Lynn, um, what's a good way for for pe- for you know like like people like me who are very interested in history? What's a good way of like trying to learn it? What's like what's like a good book or good like thing to to get into to learn more about uh, Native Americans?
2: I think um speaking to actual Native Americans, uh I mean it's it's nice um to hear about it from the people because um the people to hear about from the people who actually live on the res and have grandparents and you know have lived that life their whole whole their lives and then that culture is really good, and not only for the Navajo culture but every culture and I'm um, also just even just supporting and reading things local like um I know there's a lot of apps I wish I knew the name, but there's a lot of apps that enable you to learn more more about the um tribes of every area you visit in the mainland and um you know well
1: that's really cool
2: yeah it's just like doing your work and um it's just doing the work and you know trying to figure out the culture of the people from everywhere you go and it's just the same it's like the same when when we go to Hawaii like we know the history there and we take the time to learn it and we emulate that culture and I I, I see it's evident when I go on campus people are nice to each other they spread aloha they um try to be respectful to customs and so if you want to learn more about like Navajo culture any tribe's culture I guess the first step is being respectful you know going local and don't open a history book just just don't do it (laughs) we want to learn about history and I'm like don't don't open a history book a school history book like throw it out the window because that's that's not something that we or any tribe I feel feels accurate
1: yeah, because like I remember in school, we would learn very little about, I guess, the Cherokee, Chumash, a little bit the a little bit about the Navajo, about like World War II, about the code talkers.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But that's it. Like it's just maybe a day or two. Yeah, There's very little at school.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I did too. I did too. So I guess the I guess it's the work is the work. It's just learning how to. Um, talk to people and you know immerse yourself in the culture you know just respect it that's the best way you can teach yourself and also another tip is like learning the words as well and saying them correctly it it teaches you a lot
0: most definitely um I I like how you kind of talked about how it's important for people to like do the actual work because it's not like a convenient like I'm just going to take five minutes to learn everything I can about you know Navajo or whatever and any other uh tribe but like it it takes time and you have to kind of like put an actual effort if you if you care you know you should be putting in the time um but what I wanted to ask you is is kind of like about your art and kind of like putting your culture more out there and, and things like that why do you think it's a or do you think it's important to kind of have more uh prolific uh voices and art of uh native people of uh, people from different cultures kind of out there sharing their art and their culture and their history.
2: Oh yeah um why why I think it's important. Yeah. Okay. Um I think it's important because representation really matters. Uh growing up I've never saw myself in a coloring book. I never saw myself as a Barbie doll. I never saw myself TV anywhere um, I never saw myself represented and I'm like tearing up because I never really thought about it until now and you know I used to go to stores like Forever 21 or um, fashion stores and see these designs and you know I would feel I would feel happy and be like oh they're showing my, off my designs but And then I would get sad. I'm like, none of these designs were made by Native people. Um, It was copied. And they're selling it for profit. And none of the profits actually go back to the community. And and to me, that seemed like it was unfair uh, to take ideas and beautiful patterns and designs from a people that already had so much taken from them. So I think in, in my way is like, I'm taking that I don't want to be that person anymore. I want to take my art and say, this is me. I'm, if no one's going to create these things, well, I'm going to do it. I'm going to create a coloring book that not only, not only shows me, but shows every other tribe or it shows other people of color that didn't feel like they're represented. And I'm going to make it big. And so people can see themselves represented and I can also use the funds if the if the business gets big to go back to the community that actually came from.
1: Hey, Lynn, we're about about uh, ending our session here, but I have one last question for you. Yeah. Uh, what What do you see your future in in art? What's your What's your plans for the future?
2: Um, we have a business right now. It's a Joel Bassani, and I want to make it big. Like. I want it to be everywhere and I just want people to know that art is precious and you know no matter what your dreams are just go for it that's what I'm trying to do
1: yeah that's really great that you want to bring out more representation and send more back to the community it's very noble of you
2: thanks we're trying (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) so to our listeners you know check out Lynn on Instagram and her website you have a website right
2: yeah, we have a rep, well, website, website.
1: All right, yeah. Give give us a plug
0: for, for your website and for your, uh, your Instagram and all that so our listeners can go check it out.
2: Yeah, that'd be great. All right,
0: hold
2: on. Uh, oh, did you want it now? I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: <I'm> sorry, it's <laughs> uh, a long day. So it's a Joe Bassani. Um, it's spelled A J O. O B A A S A N I dot com. Awesome. Yeah. And you can find us at, on Instagram at Joe That's the
0: name. Awesome. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Lynn, for coming on and for telling us about, you know, more about yourself, about your culture and, and kind of your goals and all of that. We really appreciate you coming on.
2: Yeah. No problem. Thank you guys for letting me talk.
1: Yeah. It was really great, Lynn. Thanks a lot.
2: All right. All right, guys. Thank you.
1: We'll be back next next week, next
0: Monday, same time, same place. So until then, we'll see you around. See ya.